Above and Beyond, The Real Estate Show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Above and Beyond Real Estate Show. My name is Ralph Ciencio, broker here at Remax Hallmark Ciencio Group, and I'm joined with some amazing talent today. It's going to be a great show. I've got to my right here, we have Mr. Raymond Ortiz. We also have uh, Colin Noble, and we have the new and improved Dan Luciano. New yes. and improved. New and improved. Oh, he's better. Hey. hey. Yeah. Always improving. Right? Always improving. That's how we improve. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Half now. <laughs> exactly. So Dan is uh, the newest member of the team, and he's new to the uh, to the show. So I want to introduce Dan and uh, welcome. Introduce you to all the thousands and thousands of viewers watching this, millions worldwide. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh -huh. Thanks for being here. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. So Dan, you've been busy lately. Your feet have definitely been moving. And I got to say, for, for our new or a newer agent mm -hmm. you're definitely built up a lot of momentum quite quickly definitely so I, I you know i'm curious from the ground level you're right there on the streets tell us well, how, what are you feeling what are you seeing moving on there so i see um a lot of buyers on the sidelines right now because of the shakiness of the market they're uh they are taking the wait and see approach to see what happens uh, over the winter into the spring market if things start to settle off interest rates start coming down i feel like a lot of these buyers will start to begin rolling again trying to get back into the market um basically that's what i'm seeing so far amazing yeah oh, amazing yeah well, i agree I, I i'm seeing that as well i mean there's a lot of commentary these days mm -hmm. about what's happening what's going to happen a lot of people are waiting to see right yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah but you guys think that also <coughs> is location specific because remember the house that we sold in scarborough the other week mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that open house was crazy yeah. like 75 yeah. people came through that open house mm -hmm. we had like 40 showings in three days yeah. so i agree but yeah. I, it also depends on where people Lo are location looking location specific i think also product spe specific right mm -hmm. and price point and and on a lot of other characteristics of the home right yeah for sure um, and I, I think the message here is that there are buyers out there i mean dan just said there's a lot of buyers waiting on the sideline colin alluded to the fact that buyers are kind of you know stutter stepping on their actions ray just said that there was 75 families through in two days uh the trend is obvious it's there's a lot of buyers out there there's just a lack of conviction to actually take action and put in an offer i think there's some reverse speculation right now where where buyers are thinking well if the rates go up higher or, or if prices are going down, am I going to be paying too much for this home? And, uh, you know, we had the same speculation from sellers, but in the reverse, when the market was going up, they thought, well, if I wait a month, am I going to get more money? Mm -hmm. So this is natural. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm trying yeah. to say is this is very typical of the real estate market, the ups and downs, yeah. right? For so. the past couple of years, buyers have been paying top dollar for their real estate. So now they're really trying to make good, smart, savvy decisions and trying to time the market which I suggest to tread lightly because it's impossible to time the market, right? Yeah. The mm -hmm. only time a market bottoms is when it starts going up and when right. a market peaks, it starts coming back down, right? So it's very hard to time. Yeah. So just tread lightly. When you find a good opportunity, I suggest you jump face first and take advantage. Face first. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you were, you, were, you were mentioning earlier today, we were talking uh, about that there's a lot of opportunities out there right mm -hmm. now. There's some excellent opportunities in the marketplace right now, but they're yep. just not obvious because people are not thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's always this perception that there's another property coming. Yep. And the reality Which there always is will be, right? Always, yeah. in a hot yeah. market, yeah. a cold Perpetual market. thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's always gonna be real estate. Anyways, it's a uh, exciting time. A little, little brief uh, update about the market. I'm excited to have four people today on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super exciting. We're gonna talk about a few things today. One of them is 
uh, the Toronto Blue Jays and Blue what Jays. we can learn from them okay, in Blue the Jays. real estate oh. world. The OK Blue Jays. Heartbreak. A disappointing weekend. Uh, <laughs> we're also going to briefly talk about foreign buyers, uh, and then we're going to wrap it up. So yeah. uh, exciting times ahead. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, we were chatting just before the show about the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, and, I mean, if you're anywhere sad, in the Northern sad, Hemisphere, uh, the center of it, I think, is Toronto. The center <laughs> of the Northern Hemisphere. That's what we think anyways. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's so disappointing to see the Toronto Blue Jays make it to the wild card race and then to, to lose in the way that they did was, was bad too. But, mm-hmm. you know, as we were chatting about the ups and downs of the real estate market, one of the things that we noted was, you know, the, the demand for uh, Toronto Blue Jays swag, so a hat, a shirt, you know, if you're lucky, a ticket was through the roof last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. I mean... A lot of bandwagoners, right? They lots, like lots. It was people so... People who they, haven't watched a Jays game in... in 15 years yeah. or like the number one Jays fan I'm yes. here that yes. was me uh, admittedly that was yeah. me I jumped on that bandwagon he was so even, fast even, you know he's uh, the, the second most or uh, yeah. famous Ortiz yeah. in baseball exactly. uh, <laughs> you know but jumped uh, off that wagon you know, after the w- sixth w- inning though uh, yeah oh, that was pretty so sad it was, uh, pretty <laughs> tough when they smashed into each other I was like oh Jesus this is not meant to be but I'll say that you know when we look at the the demand for a a Blue Jays t-shirt last week and we look at the demand for a Blue Jays T-shirt this week. Mm-hmm. Drastically different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go into any like Walmart, you'll see for ten dollars you can buy a Blue Jays T-shirt when they were forty-five bucks last week. So now let me ask the group: Did the value of the Blue Jays inherently change in well, three it's the days? Exact same. It's been the, like, the last three weeks. The Blue Jays have been the same team, mm-hmm. the same. I mean, they were they were playing well. Like, yeah. There's no argument, but I yeah, mean, yeah. the value of the Jays? No, I mean, no, no. it's the same. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. And it's just the momentum and uh, the enthusiasm behind the Blue Jays made them popular. And the same is true as we bring it back into real estate. This is the Above and Beyond Real Estate Show. When we talk about the value of real estate and the enthusiasm behind it, is the value of the home the same as it was in February? Mm-hmm. Yes, a, a home is still a home. Mm-hmm. still a place to go in at night. It's a place to feel safe with your family. It's a place to create memories. Mm-hmm. It's not as if it is no longer providing that value. Mm-hmm. It's just the momentum behind it has changed. Right. And that's what's really right. right. Been and the, the hype around buying the, the home and the, the hype around the market and prices and everything, right? So, yeah, yeah I totally so get hopefully, it. Hopefully, uh, no one burns their house down like they burned those Jays jersey, though. Oh, oh I know. That's, uh, <laughs> Let's hope not. I, I, Let's I saw, hope co- not. We do I saw not a couple of those. condone no, any burning of, of anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> none of that. <laughs> but it's funny because we'll, let's watch because today is the season opener for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they are in uh, Montreal yep. tonight. Um, Colin's a bit of a, so I'm a Maple Leafs nut. I'm a little a bit of a sports fan. I'd say I'm a rather large hockey fan. I Unfortunately, I'm a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Um, but this is the year, guys. Unfortunately, unfortunately, for the last uh, 60 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because let's see, right? Like to the, to your point about yeah. value and everything. Like if this is like start of the season, everyone's buying new Jays gear yeah. and yep. new jerseys and stuff. So and then yeah. depending on how they perform, let's see. Let's see what yeah. happens with uh, with that. But yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's uh, there's uh, cycles in, in psychology and in, in, in and what we're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say follow the attention because that's where the money leads, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. right now, real estate is a hot topic in terms of something to discuss, primarily because, you know, 70% of Canadians own real estate. Mm-hmm. So it's a hot button topic always. Mm-hmm. And fear leads headlines. We know that. For sure. But uh, but ultimately, we'll see what, uh, you know, is the fate of the Toronto real estate market the same as the Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, I guess uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, yeah. Speaking of headlines, though. 
good uh, good little segue. Yeah. Uh, foreign buyers. Foreign buyers are in the news again. Um, yes. Was it 12? How, how long ago was it the 20% foreign buyers tax? So the when foreign buyers tax in kicked in. in the twenty. So 15% foreign buyers tax. It was like two years ago, was right? No, or 2017. Tw- that was part of Kath- yeah, Kathleen yeah. Wynn in 2017 right. in, a, in an attempt to slow down the real estate market. She came out with the you know very clever 12-point or 17-point mm-hmm. uh, fair housing uh, act, which you know one of the most prevalent things was a 15% foreign buyer's tax implemented in the golden horseshoe right. so that's around the gta uh and that that was the catalyst to make the 2017 market really collapse mm-hmm. uh not because necessarily the effects i believe it was more the speculation mm-hmm. that the market would be coming mm-hmm. down so buyers were more reluctant mm-hmm. uh what we saw in april of this year was uh, a provincial foreign buyers tax mm-hmm. so in the province of ontario doug ford said 20 percent uh, foreign buyers tax mm-hmm. or a tax would be applied for any foreign buyers purchasing real estate in Ontario. Was that was that before that was after BC did it right? Because didn't B- BC try to initiate this yeah. and like see how it correct um, impacted the market? Correct. And then I guess maybe it worked. Uh, so Ontario was like, let's give it a go. Right? Yeah. To try to try to calm things down. Yeah, that so was part of their their effect was to calm things down. If you remember, you know, first quarter of this year, prices were really escalating in in a unsustainable way and that mm-hmm. was one of the mechanisms they thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the difference between a 15% local tax versus a 20% provincial tax. When we saw a 15% tax in the greater Toronto area, mm-hmm. that automatically caused a spike in our competitors. So in Economics 101, when there's a tax on a product, Mm -hmm. for example, if Coca-Cola gets taxed $1 per can, Mm -hmm. laws in economics say that the cost of Pepsi can go up 99 cents. Right. And that's what we saw in the explosion in the real estate market in Ottawa and, you know, we look at, you know, Kitchener-Waterloo area, Mm -hmm. um, other parts throughout the GTA exploded partially because of the foreign buyers being pushed to savings. But was it the foreign buyers that were driving the crazy growth in February and March. Like, is, was that the problem? I, I don't think that that was. Yeah. I don't think that was the core catalyst. But uh, again, and we, we talked about this on the shows before, is that mm-hmm. you know a foreign buyer is a net consumer. There's somebody who's buying real estate. Yeah. They're increasing demand for real estate, but they are not increasing supply. Mm-hmm. If Colin was to sell his family home and buy another home, Mm-hmm. He consumed one home in the market, but he also supplied one home in the market. So yep. from a, a supply demand, there's no impact on call and moving. Give mm-hmm. one, get one, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. And they're just getting one. Yeah. Yep. So what we saw now this April, <laughs> the province said 20% tax for any foreign buyers. And then the federal government in Ottawa said we're going to ban foreign buyers for the next two years. Now, this is kicking in on January 1st, 2023 it will be illegal for foreign buyers to invest in real estate in Canada unless they are uh, permanent resident mm-hmm. or uh, applying for citizenship. It's crazy, mm-hmm. eh? Uh, there's wow. some small loopholes in there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But I'm curious to what you guys think. I mean, how do you feel about a federal ban on foreign buyers? If I can, I think it's going to make affordability much more difficult for non-homeowners, right? Because now maybe these foreigners that want to come here don't have to buy. They can rent. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Good rental point. market could mm-hmm. increase for people that already can't afford a home, make it even more difficult for them to rent a home. Yeah, it mm-hmm. creates more co- 
more yeah, competition in we're, we're the rental market to be space. Super competitive right we're, now, right? Super like, competitive, right? You get ten offers on a lease. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. unheard of. That's, mm -hmm. that's we saw rent, rental rates come up forty one percent in two months. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it's just it's it's uh, uh, the same unsustainable growth we saw mm -hmm. in real estate sales. Right. In the first start of the year, we're seeing it now in rental. They're trying to curb one problem, but they're going to create another problem. Mm -hmm. and, and probably maybe for sure, I, I'd argue maybe a more vulnerable element uh, or, or, or population in the economy because yeah. you know someone that's new to the country mm -hmm. has nowhere to live right you have to barely has a family. job right. yeah you yeah. have to take mm -hmm. care of your family and yeah. even local canadians mm -hmm. students they're, they're having a hard time affording mm -hmm. homes mm -hmm. um, <coughs> in a way to lower the purchase price but then now the rental mm -hmm. rates have m are matching yeah. but we, we have to remember too right like our economy a large chunk of the workforce are immigrants foreigners and if we're now telling them you come to our country, you, c you can't buy a house here, and then what's their other option? Like mm -hmm. everyone wants a roof over their head, well they have to rent. Well we now look at the rent rental market and how crazy competitive, so competitive it is. Yeah. You lived in Canada, you have a credit score in Canada, you have employment history in Canada, and you make $150,000 a year and you still can't find a rental. Right. Yeah. So how are these foreigners yeah. going to find a place to live? Like I think it, it's, mm -hmm. it's a real problem in our country right Sp now. Especially now with this competition, landlords are being way more pickier yeah. and they're shying away from foreigners mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. they want mm -hmm. canadians with a job a credit score you know what i mean yeah. so it's, it is, it's, it's going to be difficult from an equity perspective from a fairness perspective Ray, what do you think do you think this is fair legislation uh, i don't not for this country anyways like this country is built on immigration mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so i think it would be very difficult for for the market to kind of adjust if if we're limiting the amount of people that can contribute to society mm -hmm. you know so yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think the idea of, of banning foreign buyers, I think, number one, it's unfair personally. Um, if somebody wants to trade in real estate, if they want to sell their home, why should they be limited to only people within Canada? Right. Um, I think it is exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think anyone that I know, I should 99 percent or 99.9 .9 percent of people I know. We're not originally from Canada. <laughs> yeah. We're like we're, yeah. we're generally it's a country of people that we're not from here. Yeah. And it's unfair to say we're going to close the door and now all of a sudden we're going to make uh, home ownership, uh, you know, mm -hmm. permitted to the people mm -hmm. that got here first. Mm -hmm. um, I think what what about your thoughts on just like increasing the tax even more? If you're a foreigner and you want to buy here, sure, you can buy. But now we're going to tax you 40 percent. Yeah. Right. Like what? There's two sides of the story here. I think one of them is to allow current Canadians a better opportunity to purchase a home in Canada, right? I think that's, that, that's I the think main that's reason the for why that's they're the doing route. it. So they're saying by banning foreign buyers, this is going to give Canadians, current Canadians, more opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I think there's a whole ripple effect down the economy when we say, let's, born off, sure. let, let's ban this. Um, there's many other countries in the world that have legislation like this, that you can't purchase or own property here unless you're a citizen of the country. So I don't think we're the one of the only countries doing this um there are many countries around the world that do this but uh, it's uh, a it's a now a question of okay now how do i get citizen of the country yeah. citizenship of the country and how do, do i become pr like um yeah. which we don't need to get into but, but, but I, I, I think i think and, I, and i've had this approach since before 2017 i've been saying this since 2010 mm. when we saw the spike in the golden horseshoe 
Mm -hmm. I've been selling real estate 15 years. And, you know, just I, I got into the industry just after Mike Harris implemented the Oak Ridges Moraine Act, right. which basically froze development yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, so anyone watching or listening, it's uh, basically Oak Ridges Moraine is a uh, protected lands just north of the uh, the GTA, the greater Toronto area. And it was that freeze of development in that land that stopped urban sprawl. And that was the catalyst for houses on uh, high appreciation since 2005. Now, there's dips in the market, but they've all been policy-driven. Right. It's not core demand-driven. Right. It's policy-driven. It's intentional by a government. Mm -hmm. I think that the, the solution to housing issues or, or inequity or you know finding moderate prices in Canada is not by banning foreign buyers. Mm -hmm. I think it's by increasing the supply. Right. They've been trying to, to push down demand, and they're only focused on the demand side of the curve. But if they were to just whole other side, make right? it a lot easier. Listen, I've been applying for a building permit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my seventh month, yeah. and I'm building a garage. Yeah, like it's, it's still so not it's done. Crazy, right? Like, yeah. imagine a yeah. house. Yeah. Imagine someone that has less experience than me. Like, yeah. this is that is hard. Yeah. That's a really red tape, rich area of. of and yeah. I think personally, I believe that the, the uh, municipalities are going slower on purpose right now. So that they can unlock some federal money. I believe that the government, the federal government will say, if you can speed up building permits from an average of 18 weeks and bring it into 12 weeks, we'll give you 300000 or $300 million to the, to the municipality. Right. Something to that effect. I don't know the details. Right. This is only a, a, a guess. Right. But I believe there's something that's making them go slower than they need to be. Mm. Um, mm. Because really, if we just said, hey, you can make a legal basement apartment. Very simple. You don't have to pay right now to make a legal basement apartment in Markham. The permit process costs fifty thousand dollars. Wow, just we're a permitting just process. A just administrative. Yeah. It's fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So if they were to eliminate that and say, "Look, we're going to give a grant of fifteen thousand dollars to help you retrofit your basement to make it a legal apartment, a safe place." For Canadians to live, mm -hmm. and we're going to give you the fifteen thousand dollars in a re in a in a grant, mm -hmm. provided it's inspected by a municipality, is inspected by the fire safety, yep. make sure it's safe. Like, if that's the case, then housing problems disappear yeah. because now affordability is a lot better because you're collecting rent for your yeah. basement. Tenants are not forced to pay exorbitant amounts. Yep. Right. They'd be w you'd be unlocking mm -hmm. doubling the real estate yeah. value. Yeah. I think uh, lending institutions should make it easier for first-time home buyers. Just that group, because it is so hard for young people to get into the marketplace. Just offer them interest rate discounts, like make it more affordable for them. You know what I mean? Then maybe I don't know exactly the rules, but it will be like ten years down the road after yeah. they build some equity, or whatever, or, or the second or third purchase, they could go to like the regular rate, like everyone yeah. else would be. But I think they should make it easier for first-time home buyers and make the the lending cost cheaper yeah. for them. That, that would be an interesting policy. Yeah. It's a great idea. If it's they interesting. Had, for yeah. example, a 10-year mortgage instead of a five-year term, mm -hmm. a 10-year term with escalating interest rates yeah. where you started off in more affordable yeah. and then years yeah, from now you would have paid cool. down some debt, yeah. hopefully making some more money. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't know how that would work, but uh, it's some creative ideas. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. Uh, some politicians are listening. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, that's why they impl implemented the rebates on like land transfer tax and everything, right? For right. first-time home buyers, but... Mm -hmm. It's not enough, though. No, it's, it's, it's like two grand. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to make it affordable. No. Yeah. Not when we're talking about it's not gonna make an urban center, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I think the other dimension to this is that as house prices go down, people's perception of their own wealth goes down. So mm. the country feels poorer, mm -hmm. even though you're still living in the same house, right. you're driving the same car, mm -hmm. you just feel poor. because to, to buy a carton of milk is now like six bucks. <laughs> yeah. I bought uh, four, four liter milk yesterday for seven sixty nine. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I that's pricey. You should have did it like on a payment, like one liter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is there a payment plan for this milk? A dollar a day. 250 <laughs> milliliter uh, I think also it's uh, it can be very motivational for young Canadians to get into the marketplace and get a job and continue moving forward because mm -hmm. they have a home now. They have like something to look to pay towards. It could be like very like yeah. driven for them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, I think it's like it creates ambition yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as we just kind of come towards the tail end of the show, I just want to remind uh, everyone out there to uh, to like and subscribe, comment down below if you have an opinion on how can we manage. Uh, a sustainable growth in Canada. And the other question is, do you think banning foreign buyers is the right thing for our country to do? Does it feel Canadian? Mm. Comment down below. <laughs> and uh, we'll get some comments from Ray, Dan, and Colin <laughs> in there as well. And uh, just before we wrap up, any other thoughts, guys, uh, plans this coming week? Anything else that's uh, on your agenda? Ray? I'm watching the Maple Leafs game tonight. Oh, Maple Leafs game. Uh, who's going to yeah. win the cup, Colin? Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win the cup? I for think real. For for real, for real, I think they have a pretty good chance if their goaltending works out this year. Okay, put up your hand yeah. if you think Colin uh, is accurate. It's too early. No yeah. one is ever going to put their hand on it. The bandwagon is not I believe in Colin. Thank you, Dan. I believe in Colin. Thank you, Dan. Can I pose one more thing? I love Next that. week, I want to talk about on the podcast, if I'm on it, Yeah. Uh, a $500,000 question. I'm going to leave it at that. A cliffhanger. $500,000 question next week. Suspense. Next week on the podcast. You guys got to stay tuned. Do we, need, we, do we need that money? Do we need to have uh, that hey, money for it to get I, an answer? Up, <laughs> up to your interpretation. Colin it's a $500,000 so question. So we're like able to interpret it. Colin is giving away $500,000 on saying. next week's episode. So stay tuned. All right. I think that's what he said. I think that's what he said. Well, without further ado, guys, thank you so much for watching. We hope you make it a great week ahead. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes. And make it a great one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah.